and welcome to the UGA Sports Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by co-host Jason Butt and Ben Choppy Bachman, and we're going to chop it up for you guys. This is finally, it's finally here, guys. Game week. It's finally here. I can't wait. I don't know about you guys, but I am excited for college football. We saw Vanderbilt last night or into the morning. 63-10 over Hawaii. Maybe Georgia can do much of the same against a team from the Pacific in Oregon. Ben, how are you, buddy? Very good. That's a great answer. This is such a good answer. You know, those those uh, open-ended questions that I send to you, you should send something back a little bit more. Uh, but that's fine. Jason, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, man. We got, like you said uh, yesterday, got a got a good open round of college football, and now we're just ready for the big week, including Georgia, Oregon, uh, the main event for for really the entire nation. I feel like so. Is it uh, is it the main event, or is uh, is Notre Dame, Ohio State? Curious. Uh, yeah, probably Notre Dame, Ohio State. I guess for for our region, for our people, for our region, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. They're closer in terms of how close they're ranked. I I just think that's the bigger game because. To me, Oregon of the four is the least brand. So Ohio State and Notre Dame have been brands for so long. So you would figure that's the game. And I and I probably would do the same thing, to be honest with you. Well, good thing they don't have to compete against each other. Uh, one will be at 3.30. That's the dogs. The other yeah, but I'm saying, I would make that the night game. That's like the game they won. Yeah. Uh, but uh, guys, as always, if you're watching, you know what to do. Let us know where you're watching from. We'll shout it out on the show. We're going to deep dive into Oregon uh, because Georgia doesn't play Oregon very often. We don't know a lot of these guys. You don't know a lot of these guys. So I did some research today, and I found out a little bit about Oregon, Ben, that most folks around here probably don't know. That is – you were supposed to say, like, what? Again, you're this co-hosting thing, man, you are. You're really leaving me out there. Um, but uh, Randy says, go dogs from Tifton, Georgia. What's up, man? Their offensive line's pretty damn good, man. I did some research on them. They've got four seniors and then a junior at left tackle. So uh, not terrible. Then you start getting into, oh, well, can they run the ball behind this offensive line? And they have pretty much no production left from their running back position at all when you dive into their running backs uh, that are left on their roster. And then you're like, okay. Well, maybe they can have a quarterback pass behind this offensive line that's supposed to be, could potentially be the best offensive line Georgia faces all year. And then you see, oh, no, Bo Nix is their starting quarterback who scored, <laughs> I think, a total of 21 points in three games against Georgia uh, with a passer rating below 50. And then you say, well, maybe he can just get some of those wide receivers out there at Oregon. And uh, their top wide receivers aren't back either. So Dan Lanning has uh, his work cut out for him. I will say, though, deep dive into this whole team, their offensive line might be the best offensive line Georgia faces this year and definitely uh, the most senior. Sometimes yeah, uh, I was just looking at them. I was just looking at the roster, and I think that there's the intriguing matchup is the pass rush against Bo Nix because like, Georgia got after him. But they didn't get as many like total sacks in that Auburn game last year. They got a ton of pressures, but they it's just the only struggle I thought last year was they didn't get them down as much as you wanted to with the amount of pressure you got. 
I think that's one thing to watch for Georgia on the defensive side in the game. And then on offense, how does your tight ends go against the linebackers? I think Georgia will win that because I think Justin Flows has a big weakness in coverage. I think he's great against the run. I think he's very athletic. He's coming off that injury that missed him all last year. But I think in coverage, I think Georgia is going to be able to win that mismatch just how much. And then also Noah Sewell is also there. So it'll be interesting to see him against like a Brock Bowers, where I just think as good as Sewell is over time, you, I just think one-on-one Georgia is going to be able to take him to town there. And I think those are the big mismatches to watch. I think otherwise than that, I think I like Georgia where they're at, or I think it's pretty split in terms of the matchups. So I think those are the two that I'm intrigued to watch going into this game. But overall, they have a bunch of second-year receivers who did not start last year, like you mentioned. Uh, Deontay Thornton and Troy Franklin, they're talented, but they're guys who are still developing and young and inexperienced. And I don't think anybody's going to be doing anything on Keeley, Ringo, and guys like that. So – I think overall that Georgia should be able to win this game. You would feel confident. I'm just curious if it's more of like a two possession game or like a four or five possession game. That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Here's the thing. Uh, we've got some Mike Harvey, part of the family in the uh, chat, 3317 dogs. So he doesn't have the dogs covering the spread. Rhett Womack also does not have the dogs covering the spread spread right now for the folks who don't uh, degenerate gamble like myself and Jason uh and ben occasionally too ben you you, you dabble yeah i'd say yeah it's and, more of a dabble yeah yeah okay well we'll leave the degeneration to uh myself and jason it is 17 and a half right now in favor of the dogs so it's a pretty big line and both score predictions we've already got i was going to do score predictions later uh from everybody in the chat both score predictions we've already got have not covered the spread so you know it's a lot. 17 and a half is a lot. Okay, here we go. 42-21 from Dairy Products. There we go. Uh, so somebody's believing. We'll get there in a little bit. Uh, we had a comment, though, about their defensive line being one of the worst in the pack last year, and they are. So just to give you guys a heads up, they have 14 returning starters, Oregon does. Okay, so their whole offensive line, returning starters. They have one wide receiver. And Chris Hudson, who played eight games as a starter last year, that's going to be their only guy that really had any type of, you know, things thrown to him last year. Quarterbacks new, running backs new, two wide receivers are new. They have a, a starting tight end that started last year. He's a sophomore this year. He's not projected to start. And they only have one, two, three, four, five uh, returning starters. As of currently right now on the defense, they have two backups that seem to have lost their spots uh on the defense but five guys right now so if you count everybody returning they have 14 but if you go by their actual depth chart uh they do not have but like 11 guys returning not to say that's not bad but you know who knows um we've got eddie from ackworth eddie what's going on hey boys how are y'all tonight last this is the last call-in show before the uh the pos starts next week so you know, we're trying to send it off in style. Your office is looking dapper uh, there. Folks listening on the podcast, he's got the year of the dogs with Jordan Davis holding up the national trophy behind him and a, and a Georgia uh, homemade wooden sign there. Oh, and the Braves. Yeah, you know, you know who made that sign for me is Logan Booker. He made that sign for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Logan Booker. I, I know he is a uh, big-time uh, friend of Dane Young's, and I know he does some woodworking as well. So Yes. Uh, and uh, – you know, we'll go we'll go from there. Let's see here. 
Any word on if our kicking game is looking any better, Paul? Rhett, I don't know, bud. I, I don't know. Um, that's Courts gonna... haven't been that good. That, that's probably been the practice reports have not been great there. I think the punting's improved over time, though. The punting at first was also bad. So Here's the thing, we'll Here's the thing with the punting. You're definitely not going to have Jake Camarda back there. Right? Yeah. yeah, but how's that Australian punter doing? How's yeah, he's, he doing? He's a rookie. I mean, he's a freshman. He's getting better. Still. He's getting better. He started off not great, but he's getting better. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it with this chat. You guys are killing it tonight, man. I'm trying to get you guys on here as much as I can. Uh, let's see here. Randy Payne, do you think the dogs will run more or pass more? I'll throw that around the horn. Jason, I'll start with you. Just depends on game flow. I think they'll come out attacking. I, I mean, I, I don't put it past uh, Todd Munkin to, to have an early game script where there's a lot of passing, obviously mixing in the run to be back to offer that good balance. But you know, if if, if the game goes the way Vegas clearly thinks it, it could go, then um, then yeah, I think you might end up with a with a heavy run sheet uh, at the end of the day. But um, I, I definitely think early on, I don't think it's going to be a I break their backs, just ground and pound old school football. I think they're going to let yeah. Bennett sling the ball a little bit. I say early on, their strength of their defense is their linebackers, and the weakness of their linebackers is their coverage. So, And I think Georgia's strength, like I've said earlier, is their tight ends, and that's the matchup. So I think early on, throw to your tight ends a lot. Throw some screens. I've been saying, I thought last year, the one thing that I noticed when they put Stetson in they did less of was uh, throw a lot of screen passes. And you don't really have to look for that as much with Stetson in for whatever reason. I think they should utilize more screen passes and try to get the linebackers in coverage as much as possible early. And then you could start to ground and pound them and wear them away. Eddie, where are you at? I'm with Ben. I, I think it's pass heavy. And and Jason's right. It, it, it's all dictated by what, what the game flow is, the defensive flow is, and all that. But I, I really think this year it's going to be heavy pass. And you guys touched on it a little bit. I want to talk about this. So this Oregon matchup to me is really interesting and could be huge for Georgia because they're really strong up front, right, uh, offensive line. And we're kind of weak, uh, quotations, on the on the interior line of our linebackers, right? So if we, if we weather the storm, I think we're in for a big year. But this is a big challenge for Georgia up the middle. Y'all not agree with that? I like that a lot. I like that a lot because I don't know if this game was a huge challenge for every position for Georgia, no. right? Oregon's wide receivers, they're not great. Uh, their running back's not really that good. Their quarterback's not that great. We've seen Bo Nix. But their their front offensive line is. And mm -hmm. so how long can they hold Jalen Carter off? Can, can Nolan Smith get to the quarterback? Uh, you know, can pop and smile in the middle, really, you know, tune coverage and, and see what's going on in the field. That's where I would want to kind of, you know, really zoom in. And that's where I will zoom in on the game uh, for the post game of reaction show next Saturday, right after is I want to see particulars, right? I want to see how does Georgia really look at, like Eddie said, inside linebacker. Can this, cause this is probably, I mean, you look at the actual starts for Oregon's, uh, starters on the on the line they've all started a good bit uh this guy their center man has been there since 2017 so he's like a stetson bennett uh their right guard's been there since 2017 they've got guys that have started there for a long time uh so it'll just be interesting to see you know how they're able to 
move up the field if they can get up the field with that offensive line. If they can't, then I think you're you're in a really, really good, uh, really good position. Judge uh, Marshall says, "What are you judging their O line against? Weak Pack Twin Ten defenses? Well, I'm judging it against that because that's who they play mostly, but also just the senior seniority of the the whole squad. They've all been together for a good bit. Uh, so, you know, if Georgia had guys like this, which they do, uh, coming back, you know, cohesively, you you would think that's going to be a big point of emphasis for them because uh, the other part of their uh, offensive portion of their the other the other six spots, Jason, don't don't look great. So you've got to highlight something for them. Yeah, and uh, obviously the thing, the thing I, I started to say it earlier, and I cut Ben off by accident, but I guess this is that's a good segue to get back to it. You know, sometimes, and I like the point Marshall brought up about the conference play. I, I mean, when you bring back a group, sometimes I mean, yeah, you love the experience, you love the. the uh, seniority, you love the fact they have a lot of snaps together. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be up to the challenge against a team like Georgia. Now, Georgia obviously is replacing a lot of guys on the defensive front, as we all know. So, uh, t- to me, that is going to be a good uh, a good indicator early as-, as to whether this game will go the way I think it will, which I think Georgia's influx of talent will be more than enough for those, uh, sen- those senior-laden offensive linemen. But you know what? It's first game of the season. If, if Oregon – the fact that Oregon gets Georgia week one and not week three or week four uh, bodes well for them in, the, in that sense that, that uh, you know, there, there won't be a, a time period for Oregon – I mean, for uh, these new Georgia players to settle in. That said, I, I still like Georgia's talent and, and the fact of – the fact that – the Kirby Smart element of this too. The fact that he knows Dan Lanning. We can obviously go into this a little bit more too. But the fact that he knows Dan Lanning, he, he knows his tendencies – Kirby's been, been on this stage a little longer. This is Dan Lanning's first game. I, I just like the fact that he's going to be able to coach uh, these uh, Georgia defenders up against the, you know, really the only the only element that I think Oregon uh, can really point to and say, you know, this gives us a chance when, you know, if that's taken away, then I think this could be uh, ugly by the third quarter. Funny thing is I, uh, in watching, you know, trying to get prepared for the show, I watched some Dan Lanning interviews uh, with the press and he, Kirby definitely rubbed off on him a little bit. He was he's not not as snarky as Kirby, but he he threw a couple jabs. They asked about uh oh what was it? I think it was like starting running back or something like that and they're like are you ready to announce that? And he was like if I was I wouldn't tell you. Like a classic yeah. like Kirby uh Kirbyism there. So good to see Dan Lanning brought that with him over to the uh to the pack as well. What is the pack now? Are they still a pack 12, but there's like 10 teams? I don't know. What I mean, basically, it's going to be the pack 10, and then it's going to be the pack nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's going to die soon. I, I don't want to put probably a number. Is. I don't want to put a number behind it. I just want to call it the pack now because, like, it's just like the Big 12 is, well, you know, and then the Big the, 10. The Big 12 accepted. Like, we will take the stragglers that have some level of worth, and we're just going to build a huge conference around this. And we'll get somewhat of a decent enough TV deal that we could definitely survive. Pack the pack is just dead. They're 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 dead. But hey, I mean, can, it's, I, can I throw something out there real quick? So I know y'all watched the the shows this weekend leading into college football, right? And it was all about how the fact that Georgia lost Dan Lanning, and Dan Lanning, and, and believe me, I'm not taking anything away from Dan Lanning. That they're all saying that he was a genius and he led the defense. And I thought that was totally dismissive of Will Muschamp. 
they, they didn't even mention him. They were like, well, Dan Lanning's gone. He was the genius of the defense, and they're in trouble now. That's kind of the way I took it. And it was a total – it just dismissed what Will Muschamp, Muschamp brings to the table. And I think that guy right there, Will Muschamp, is brilliant on defense. Am I wrong about that? Not just Will Muschamp, Glenn Schumann. Glenn Schumann, I know well, that. Yeah, I mean, both of them. Yeah, exactly, right, right. I know when uh, high school coaches sit down, when the coaches go out and visit um, the recruits and go out and check out some of the high schools, they talk about like Glenn Schumann sitting down in the boardroom is a wizard. That's why that guy didn't miss in recruiting. The guy not only building relationships, the guy's a wizard in terms of development and schemes. He's just, I mean, he's right up there with Dan Lanning in terms of his scheming and doing all that. And he's younger than him by quite a few years. I mean, he's only like 30. And that's that's crazy. And it feels like he's been at Georgia for a while and he's only like 30 years old. So him and Will Muschamp's had experience as a defensive coordinator winning. And I also thought Will Muschamp was huge this past year. So I, I don't really buy that because also the base of Georgia's defense has always stayed the same. How the overall defense run every time since Kirby Smart's been here. Mel Tucker was D.C. He was all world. And then he's now a head coach somewhere and the defense still finds ways to get better. So like I, I don't I don't see that unless Kirby was gone, I don't see the defense having a huge drop off, to be right. honest with you. And I think Muschamp and Schumann are both great play callers and great at scheming stuff up. So right. I, I don't think that's a worry. Yeah. I think two things can be true. Like Dan Lanning can be a great defensive coordinator and did great things at the University of Georgia. Will Muschamp and Glenn Schumann can also be really good at their jobs and be really good defensive <laughs> yeah. coordinators also. Yeah, so, but that was not mentioned. That was not ever mentioned. Right. Of exactly. Not. It doesn't fit the narrative, Eddie. It doesn't fit the I mean, narrative. I mean, Eddie, Eddie, Howard Eddie, said it. you got to check his phone bracket and be like, just disregard. What yeah, are you saying, Jason? Yeah, TV selling storylines. That's a good, easy storyline for TV. So, um, you know, they're going to probably hammer it this Saturday as well. But, I mean, Will Muschamp's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. We, uh, everybody who follows Georgia knows how, how well thought of Glenn Schumann is. Kirby Smart's, uh, if y'all remember, when Kirby Smart was flying over to take the job back in 2016 to do the uh, intro presser, he, he, um, uh, that same day, it was, it, Glenn Schumann announced on his Twitter account that he was coming. That was obviously somebody that Kirby yeah. thought really, really highly of back when he was you know, 25 years old. And it was kind of like, who is this guy that he's bringing? He was a staffer, uh, a support staffer at Alabama, became a a uh, position coach on the guy at Georgia and, and the rest is history without, I mean, he's a future head coach uh, in the coming years. So, uh, you know, they, they got, they got plenty of good defensive minds uh, at the university of Georgia. So uh, the fact that that was thrown out there is just uh ask just all for TV and to try and drum up interest in my opinion. Let's see. Mike Hardy says Dan Lanning was a grad assistant five years ago. The one constant on the defense is Kirby smart. There you go, Ben. Somebody's agreeing with you. You know, you're popular with some people. Oh, yeah, you know? I, I get more people agreeing with me than you, Paul. I mean, that's not shocking. <laughs> Rhett no, Wilmax says, before you did go to another topic, what did you think of the Desmond Howard money playoff bracket of uh, Pitt, AM, Baylor? And, uh, of course, Michigan had to be on there. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know. I've hey, never Rhett. seen that guy not pick uh, Michigan to win the Big Ten. Like, listen, sometimes you could be like, oh, this guy's a homer or not. I think Kirk Herbstreet and most of the guys on there are actually very. Unbiased, I really do. Yeah, but Desmond Howard. I'm you, sorry, I've never seen this guy obsess over a school like Desmond Howard. I it's just kind of irks me a bit because I'm like, dude, I know every year Big Ten prediction, Michigan every single damn year. Like, <laughs> it hits once in a blue moon. I don't well, know. I, Pittsburgh. 
Explain Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, what I is that? No, I have no idea what this guy's on. People uh, said their defense is going to get better. Like they're going to jump from like 80th to like 50th. Okay, okay. that's that's enough. And Clemson yeah. and Miami are both clearly better than Pittsburgh. I mean, you yeah, think I Slavis think. is going to be? I think they downgraded at quarterback, and I think Slavis could be a decent quarterback. So I don't understand that one at all. I literally yeah. thought they got in a meeting room and they said, "You pick the worst thing you can think of, and let's get clicks on it." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you're laughing, but Jason, but that's what they did. Right? I, I know. I mean, that, that's that, that. I'm laughing because it's true. I mean, yeah. it's obviously not true, but it could be. I mean, it, it's it's just so. It's so absurd to me that um, absolutely, it's, yeah, it, that it's just uh, it's lunacy. <laughs> this is probably the right word for it. Well, they they uh, they said it was week zero, right? But I put it as week W E A K zero. So maybe they had they had to come up with something. That's what you did there. You see, I did there. Yeah, we, it was yeah. week zero, all right, uh, because it was bad, man. Um, I mean, Nebraska. Two of them had Nebraska winning that Big Ten uh, division, and then they all picked Nebraska to win. Yeah. The, the the funny part, uh, yeah, Randy Payne right here. What about Nebraska? So yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to some dog stuff, and we'll we'll go off kilter here for a second. Uh, uh, he said, "What about Nebraska?" Man, I saw a stat on Twitter <laughs> that said Scott Frost could win his next fifty games in a row and still not have a winning percentage higher than Bo Pelini, who they fired <laughs> and got him ran him out of town. Scott Frost could win fifty games in a row, and all those Nebraska fans, we were right last year, last week. There was a ton of Nebraska fans uh, in that stadium. And just so happens that the internet went down the stadium. So if you stood in line long enough, you could get free beer. So they were giving them free beer uh, to because they couldn't pay for it. Cup chain, right? The yeah. cup chain. They, they couldn't pay for in it. In Ireland? Oh, that's deadly. Yeah, that's yeah. bad news. And they're and getting then, they're getting didn't, hammered fast too. Didn't Ooh. didn't Scott Frost do an onside kick when he was up in like the third oh, by eleven? Up by eleven, and he does an onside kick. It's like the the moment you don't give, like you don't risk that giving away that momentum is right. Then I mean, if you if you had just gone up by four, you know, okay, whatever, you know. But to go up two scores in that situation and then just give it right back. I mean, look, I had been a Scott Frost sympathizer. I thought last year they played a lot of tough games against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the Big Ten, lost, you know, a lot like. A really ton of- Really yeah, cool. they were like all by one possession, pretty much. And then add another one. I, I'm off. I'm done with this guy. He should have been left from <laughs> the, the Lane Kiffin treatment. They should have left him in Ireland. I mean, on the pub. Yeah, at the, just at the pub. pub at a pub and say, you know, you're on your own, kid. Like, get out of here. I mean, I don't know how he was so successful at Central Florida. I mean, I, th- this has been uh, very eye opening to me that he has not been able to get the job done in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really thought he would. He would be the one. I'm now convinced. I tweeted this over the weekend. I'm now convinced in my lifetime I'll never see Nebraska be a relevant football team. Let me ask you this, though. If he was not an, uh, the legend he is at Nebraska, would he have been let go a long time ago? God, yes. Probably at, yeah, after last year for sure. Yeah. 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 I, just, I just think you can't yeah. win there anymore with the recruiting soil. No, just, you can't. You, you, you can. You can. They have. You a, would take a great. Well, I think you can because the division in the Big Ten they're in. But I, I just don't. I think it's gonna be hard to win a title there. It, it just is. Yeah, but there's it's but but it's also hard to win a title at just about every school except for five right now. So I mean, you know, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. Alabama. I think some schools realistically, like I could see Miami now with. I mean, John Ruiz by himself. 
backing them is basically like, okay, they can be something again. And then you look and you say, well, I think Florida State's the one that they're basically, they're a, they're a joke. They're, they're humiliating. So I'm not going to talk about Florida State, but USC, they can come back. Texas and A&M all of a sudden, like you can win at those places with the money they have, the recruiting soil. Now with NIL, if you're willing to pay big for these kids and you have the money, you can do it. Nebraska doesn't have that level of money. They don't have the recruiting soil and their job isn't viewed as a top 10 job anymore. So I don't see it with Nebraska. Nebraska was also slow. Like, like they looked like 1980s slow to me, their defensive front. And then just got pushed around in the fourth quarter. And yeah. I, I just, I mean, I, I'm a, I grew up in the nineties. I grew up uh, with those, those, those Tommy Frazier teams, uh, uh, you know, uh, Tom Osborne coaching them. And like, I just, I can't believe what I've, what I've, seen uh these last few years with scott frost coaching them and the fact that the northwestern coach trolling them about the vomiting did you see that i did did not see that actually oh my gosh no scott frost said that they you know they were training so hard they were vomiting what 15 16 times and northwestern coach comes out after the game and says we only puked four times we won the game i'm 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 paraphrasing yeah yeah so so it had right yes Yeah, Scott Frost came out and said uh, their new offensive line coach, Dominic Rayola, or I think that's what his name is. Uh, former NFL guy. Yeah, uh, making the guys throw up 15 to 20 practices. These guys were throwing up. That's yeah. that's actually very unwise and unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that, so, that, that's a tear. Like, they should fire. No, no. Yeah. Get everybody yeah. out of there. This, this is this – is a, that's a yeah, but the troll job was better, Jason. That's that, Oh, I don't think it's Dominic Rayola because that's Dylan Rayola's dad. I don't, I don't think that's right, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, Let me check. Hold on. But so then, so oh, Donovan Rayola. Donovan Rayola. That's Rayola. his uncle. His uncle. Anyways, uh, so yeah, they're they're saying yeah, you know, they're making these guys throw up. They're going through practice. They're pushing hard, and then Northwestern comes out after the game and is like, we only had four guys puke the whole. <laughs> Summer and we won. So no, their front seven was yeah, awful. That's that's their front a- seven was humiliating to me because I kept seeing the highlights of that game was like the left tackle for Northwestern just bludgeoning them like every time. Yeah. I know he's supposed to be a high round pick, but he was just beating them up. And I was like, he yeah. didn't even look like he was putting in much effort. Like these kids, Switching, no offense, their front seven was bad. Switching rest. games though. Uh, Marshall says off subject. It's not off subject. Marshall, we're talking football, man. Anything goes right around these parts. Uh, he was very proud of Vandy for the SEC. Most of college game day pick a, picked against them. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Marshall, that when that line moved from pick them to minus eight in favor of Vandy, I was like, man, I might want to throw a little money line action on Hawaii. Glad I didn't. I did stay up until halftime last night, half awake, uh, because that's about as far as I could make it. What was it, 21-10? Yeah, it was still competitive. It was still competitive. 35-point explosion in the third quarter. Yeah, it was 21-10. And I was like, do we have a new leader in the SEC East? Yeah. We have a new leader this year. (laughs) Commodores. Here comes the Commodores. It it was 21-10, right? So I was like, man, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. The wife's leaving in the morning, which we're going to get to as well, guys. I'm in a I'm in a bad spot over here, guys. For for a week, I need some I need some pointers. Um, yeah, he, he can't cook himself food, so he's screwed over there, buddy. He's going to starve, and then we're going to need to hire a new intern to be like the 40 year intern to top him. Yeah. So I had to go to bed right at a reasonable hour to help help get her out of the house, and I wake up this morning 63 to 10. I mean, goodness gracious! Uh, 
That was unbelievable. That was absolutely wild. <laughs> Chuck Ward says three-year letterman says that throwing up actually improves player speed. Chuck, did you know three-year letterman is a uh, Chuck? Uh, uh, Chuck, three-year letterman's actually a member of the board as well. NASCAR dog on uh, UGA Sports. So he got to throw out three-year letterman. Shout out to three-year letterman. Got to throw out a uh, first pitch at the what is it Chattanooga lookout? Something like that. Something That's like awesome. that. Yeah, I mean the greatest youth football coach of all time. So by far, what what a man! Yeah, how bad was Hawaii? Uh, Sixty three ten. I mean, Timmy Chang coaching them now too. Yeah, the broadcast is typing them off. Can I ask you guys a question about the SEC? Do do you guys? And this drives me crazy. And it's just, I hate this. Do you guys root for the SEC? Because I don't. I hate every team that's in the SEC but Georgia. And if, if Florida goes out there and plays Notre Dame for the national championship, I am not rooting for Florida because of the SEC. I do not do that. I hate hey, Depends hey, on the team. Like Missouri? Like, like uh, why, why hate Missouri? Like Missouri. Let's, let's, put it, let's, put it, let's put it to the folks, the family. What does that mean right for Georgia? Do you guys, Georgia? Do you guys root for the SEC teams when they're playing out of conference games? No. So like, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking the the chat here. We'll see what they we'll, we'll see what they say. Were you you know Were you rooting for Vanderbilt last night against Hawaii? I think I think last night I was. Well, I mean that last yeah, night. Probably... That's fine. I mean whatever. That that's Vanderbilt against Hawaii. That's different. But I mean when it comes down to the SC, I don't root for my conference. That dry, that has always driven me nuts because. What does that do for Georgia? If if, if Alabama goes out there and wins the national championship, yay, the SEC. What does that do for us? Nothing. Yeah. It's not like Georgia gets to share uh, the national exactly. championship with Alabama. Okay, so <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting some we're getting some answers in. Depends. Never Florida. Uh, Brett, same way. Yeah, never Florida. Uh, Rhett, never Florida, Tennessee, or Bama against anyone. Uh, let's see who else we can get. <laughs> I would root for a team. <laughs> That's a cool. root for a team from hell coached by Lucifer over Florida. Mike Harvey said, great call. Yep. That might be coming to the night, Mike. That's a hell of a stash you got too, bud. Uh, let's see here. Never, ever Florida. It's Georgia or nothing. Let's see. It, and we've got a, Here's a different play here. DJ Academics Daddy. That's a great profile picture too. Uh, says it makes UGA look good when we beat them down. I agree with that. Regular season, no, Timothy says. During bowl oh. season, yes. Why? Why? That's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just the messenger here. Just the messenger. Here. I, think, I think for some people, the the bragging rights of being in the best conference, you know, because the bowl season has historically been, which conference is the best? Which honestly, at the end of the day, like bowl Who cares? games. Yeah. 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 Like if, if like if you're Paul up here and you're placing bets and you're like, dude, I like that money line. You're gonna cheer for that team. Like that's one reason. Like if you're a betting man, you're like, dude, as much as I hate this team or don't want another SEC team doing good, but. I have a good feeling they're going to win this game or cover that spread. You're going to bet them, and then you're going to cheer for them. So, like, well, that's, that's Martin, yeah. That if I have, different. I'm talking yeah. about conference overall. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, the, that's the one thing. That is the one thing right there, right there. Timothy says regular season no, during bowl season yes. I see where people come from with that. I, I don't agree with it necessarily. I see where people come from because ESPN makes such a big damn deal out of who like the bowl conference rankings. Oh, the big 10 finished 
six and three in SEC finish six okay. and six. So the Big Ten better than the SEC. That's that's how they base it though, but because yeah. they have nothing else to talk about when it's a Duke's mayonnaise bowl yeah. and it's the tenth SEC team against the number three Big Ten team. They they don't they don't. That's that's all they can do. I'm gonna get to these comments. Let's see. Kevin says never pull for Florida and Tennessee, but yes to all the others. Interesting. Uh, Chuck Ward, I pulled for most SEC schools versus out of conference, except Auburn, Florida, Bama, AM, LSU, South Carolina. So, all right, Chuck. That's a weird list. That's a weird That is a very weird list. That's kind of weird. Chuck, norm, Chuck, normally you have Tennessee on that list. Or, yeah, that is no, a Tennessee very guy. random Tennessee list. needs to be on that list, no doubt. Uh, Randy Payne, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama is a no for him. Lee says, uh, I root for AU, Kentucky, and LSU. Oh, you root for. Is that Auburn? Auburn, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, oh. what the? That one doesn't make sense. No, that makes. Kentucky sense. also sucks in basketball. Can't cheer for them in basketball ever. Like they just they're hey, nauseating in that. AC AC's on the SEC train. He says yes, except Florida, Tennessee, and Auburn. Uh, let's see. I pull for all SEC teams early because if we lose to Bama in the SEC championship, we get the spot in the playoff. Also, Paul, it's justifiable if they're playing against Georgia Tech because the Georgia fans hate Georgia Tech. You get a pass on that. But also, Georgia Tech's irrelevant. They should just average at best says team coached by Lucifer, dot, 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 Bama fan. Uh, yeah, could be. Let's see. Uh, Tristam says, I used to root for all of our teams, speaking about the SEC when I was younger, but now I recognize the importance of incru- of recruiting. So not in E more. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is smart. Dennis, this is, this is, I love this, guys. I love this, guys. Dennis Montgomery says, I root for LSU and Arky outside of conference. This is so weird. Some of you guys got so A lot of Georgia fans love Arkansas. Oh, why would you not? Sam Pittman. Pittman. Oh, so Sam Pittman gets your exception. Yeah. All right, there you go. (laughs) Dane Young says, OMG, is that Paul Meharry? Big fan. I did that to his show the other night, so he's getting me back. I appreciate that, Dane. Uh, Stan says, I'm happy to crap on Auburn, Florida, Bama, and Tennessee all year long. Apathetic to the rest. That's interesting, guys. You guys are putting all these in. I want to get to all of them. I really do. Uh, Bob says, depends on how much I hate the other team. Notre Dame, okay, Oklahoma, and yeah. which SEC team? The ones that get normal national pass, kill them. Kill <laughs> get them. National pass, kill them. Okay. I'm interested in why Oklahoma. Like, Notre Dame, I get. Everybody hates Notre Dame. Oklahoma gets a national pass a lot of times. I kind of yeah, agree with do. Bob. They, Outside they, of Bama, if you took off like you're a fan, Notre Dame is like probably the second most hated team in all of the country. Oh, yeah, that if one I get. Off, if you took off like I'm a fan of this team, so many people I know hate Notre Dame. They just hate them. It's like top five for like 90% of people I know. Uh, Rhett says, y'all freeling it yet. Rhett, we'll leave that for the rumors versus facts, guys. Monday night, but uh, should be feeling good tomorrow around. I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty good right now, Rhett. Feeling um, pretty good. Lee says I'm rooting for West Virginia this season. I wonder why, Lee. Mm. I wonder why. Old JT's up there. I want. Yeah, that's that's a fun college town, Morgantown. Yeah, they're all idiots, but they're all lovable. <laughs> they're idiots, but they're a lot of fun. idiots in Georgia, right? Yeah, uh, West Virginia. My Doug best friend goes down there. I love him to death, but man, he's stupid. <laughs> Paying out of state tuition to go to West Virginia—that's tough. That's no, tough. no. You know, not to get too off off topic, but I remember years ago when I was looking at college, and they were talking to me about Dub V, and they were like, "Oh, you should go here." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm not paying." Is that what they here. call it? Go to Dub V. Yeah, they call it Dub V. Oh my and God. dude, he, 
like you know how they have like if they don't have that your major in your state you can get in-state tuition i remember one of the ones are like oh if you came here you should take puppetry so you don't have to pay us but i'm like puppetry are you puppetry. kidding me like these are some of the majors they have over at that school stop it that's awesome 90 percent of it should just be drinking at west virginia just drinking glasses got a proper lady drink okay yeah chuck okay we got chuck you said i forgot tennessee all hell yeah we thought so chuck um Let's see. 95% of the time I pull for SEC teams over other conferences because it helps overall rankings if we're playing strong teams. I, I can get that. I can get that argument. I can get it. Because think about it. We, we do clown on uh, you know, the ACC and the Pac-12. We do. We do. They lose their out-of-conference matchups. Oh, yeah. Well, the strength of record does matter. That is true because you look at like Danny Cannell every year. People like to trash on him because he's like the SEC is overrated. The East stinks. So if Georgia loses a game, they should be out. Well, if the other SC schools are good and you beat them, then you could shut up that argument. I get that, even though you never want your rivals to be good. But in today's playoff format, I understand that. Uh, I guess a Ducks fan found his way in here. Ducks for the win. See you Saturday. We will see you Saturday. We'll be, we'll do, we'll be, uh, blah, word vomit there. Uh, just much like the Nebraska offensive line. Uh, we'll see you Saturday. We'll be doing a post-game overreaction show. I'd love for you to come on and talk with us. And I'm not trying to bait you or anything. Get a, a, a Oregon Duck to come on and chat with us after the game and see what you saw. If you are an Oregon Duck fan, Trello, how do you feel going into this game? But uh, let us know. Sam Pittman has hired a great staff and amazing team. Don't overlook them in the West. If Bama loses young to injury, they're done. I don't know, man. Jalen uh was it Milrow? Their backup? I don't know. He's he's. I think the, the underrated thing for them is their two five-star tackles that are entering year two that haven't played yet. If they don't develop, I think Bama could be in trouble because the O line. I think that's a sneaky thing to watch. Guys, we've got a new caller here. His name's Pastor Frank. Let's bat him on. What's going on? Whoa! All right, there we go. That. All right. He had a profile. He was he was sitting there talking. Pastor Frank, you're naughty. That's a pasture right there. Oh, all right. Let's move on. Uh, can't wait for Sula and Flo to punish those running backs. I don't know that. It could. It could. Dude, he had a face. He was looking at me. It was an old man. He was. He was sitting there. How does he? Well, like that guy that you said last time he tried to get in. He was like this close to the camera, and he was like that the whole time. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I know, guys. We'll just... Come on. You gotta trust the only other guy we can invite on at this point is Penn because yeah. don't trust anybody. It was an old man. He was literally sitting there moving around. In the tonight. Yeah, that was – dude, I, that image got stuck in my head for a whole two seconds. Hey. I'm like, oh, no, get that. Get that Are back. you guys all going to be at the game on Saturday? No. No, I got to do this. Oh. I got to do a, a pregame. So we're going to be doing a pregame show on YouTube for – uh that classic city collective thing they're doing we're gonna uh, be talking to some of the guys i'm not going uh, no, I won't, I won't be there. and you're not going no okay i'll be there so yeah uh, and, and and i cannot wait to sit with my wife and watch the national champions take the field i cannot wait it's going to be unbelievable that and, is a, that... and by the way just watching everything yesterday with the the college uh game day and and all the activities that were going on yesterday it's such a different feeling watching all this as national champions 
It's 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 such a good feeling, and I, I've never experienced anything like this. You know, I mean, it's it's a to me, it's a total relaxation. We got it done, and and they can just crap on our team like they did all day yesterday because basically they laid it out like Georgia's done. I mean, they they did it last year. They got nothing coming back. They're done. And okay, okay, we're good. Do y'all feel that same way? Yeah. It's, you know, that actually makes me want to ask an no, interesting question. No. What's a good season for Georgia this year? Is no. it like if it's not a national championship, all oh, that sucked? Or is it like make the playoff? Like what's it coming off a title? What do you say, okay, that was a good season, or okay, I can accept that? Like what, what, where is that for a Georgia fan? Because you did win the title, and I do think it's different. Because every year I'd be on the phone with people who would be like, Oh, we got to get it done this year, or else, or else we're done. It was like I felt right. like like three or four years in a row. They're like, "This is the best team Georgia's ever had. This is the best year to do it." And then they finally did it. So that that's off, like you said. So the relaxation. So I'm interested what to see going forward is the expectations for people year to year, how, how it is. So this year, what is considered a good season or an acceptable season? Well, I, I'll start. I mean. I don't think they're winning a national championship this year, and that's fine. But but I think we're being completely underrated this year, okay? I mean, they, they, they act like we lost all these starters to the NFL and Georgia shut down their, NF, their, their college football program, and we're now a basketball school. That's the way it sounds to me. It's ridiculous. I mean, I, I think we're going to go undefeated, and we're going to play Alabama in the, in the SEC championship and we're going to lose to them. And that's fine. That's the way it, that's, that's okay. But um, what Kirby's building is a train. This is not LSU won the national championship and then we're garbage the next year. That's not what we are. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think that the winning the SEC East is uh, kind of the bar at this point. Um, anything, and that's just you have to set expectations, you know, at a certain point. Um, you, you go come off of a national title. You can't win the East after that with what you have coming in this year or coming back this year. Now, I think that would be disappointing. And I think, honestly, Kirby Smart and these players would agree with that, too. You want to put your – as a defending national champion, you want to put yourself in position to at least be in contention, whether it's a one-loss East champion or an undefeated East champion, hell, even a two-loss East champion, for that matter, if, if it comes to that. Being able to play for the SEC championship – presumably against Alabama. Um, I think that's that's where the bar should be. And honestly, that's where the bar should be uh, from here on out in terms of uh, determining whether a season is successful or not uh, under uh, Kirby Smart. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you guys have already said. Uh, this team, as of right now, is – I don't know if I want to say this. I was going to. I thought about it. I stopped. I was going to say is the next Alabama. Uh, they're, 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 I mean, they, they are. And the way that Nick Saban does it, they're the Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby Smart are doing it the same way. They're not rebuilding. They're reloading every year. And so, yes, they had a ton of guys go to the NFL last year, but they're reloading with guys that are going to go to the NFL when it's their turn. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not, it's not like we're used to with these Mark Rick teams where you're like, oh, man. They just lost four guys on offense. 
Oh boy. Um, yeah. yeah. They might win eight games next year. The, the bar set. I mean, you've got, you're playing a pretty good team in Oregon and you're 17 and a half point favorite. Yes. It's in your backyard. I understand that. I get that. It's in Atlanta. Would the line change if it was out in, out in the Rose bowl? Probably not because that stadium would be filled, filled with full filled with dogs out there too. It, you know, it, yeah, they might have some more Oregon fans out there, but I guarantee you it'd be 70% Georgia fans because now Georgia, Georgia fans were so hungry for that first national title in 40 years. They got it. And now it's like, all right, the expectation is the East is ours. We just got to get past Nick Saban, who Nick Saban was just signed to another eight year, $9 million contract, 90,000 million trillion dollars worth of uh money so is that line too high for you guys 17 and a half 17 and a half is that line too high for you guys <sighs> that's around the number i have georgia winning by seven really let's, let's see hold on we have it written uh, down here i wouldn't bet the spread and also, I, wouldn't even, this. I wouldn't i would not bet that spread there are spreads oh. where i'm only telling a friend i've said this, this is my terminology i'm only telling a friend to bet a spread if i'm 100 confident if i'm like i would bet this myself that's the only you way i would tell you 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 covered it. you covered it ben and i covered it as well but jason did a cover quality pick on it oh uh, which means that jason he would put his money down he would put his money down on Whoa, this i want to hear this yeah, yeah i just really? I think georgia has, has a massive advantage at most uh, most areas and Wear down the defense at the end with the run game. Oh, so you think it comes down to the run game? No, 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 I just mean I just mean wear them down late in the second half. I think they're I think they're going to come out high octane. Honestly, I think it's I think it's going to be pass open up the run. Yeah, but it, you just said wear them down in the run game. That means we're up by ten and we wear them down late in the fourth quarter. Oh, no, well, no, up by seventeen twenty and, okay. and just punish them, put it in. So sorry if that's that that was misconstrued there. I, I, I really like Georgia in this game. I'm didn't, not, we basically, didn't we basically have Georgia covering like every game but Tennessee? It was like the only one we were like, that line's a bit too much. Let me see. Let me see, bud. I got it here. Got the receipts, if you will. We've had at least two people cover every game but Tennessee, I'm pretty sure. Tennessee but, was Tennessee, all three of us, it, as of it, as it stands right now, Tennessee ESPN FPI rankings have it minus 21. All three of us have it non covering. That's the only game that all three of us have. Those are going to change as the season goes. Of course, right? yeah, yeah, of course, That's crazy. But that was uh, that was what was out there. Chuck Ward saying thirty-seven fourteen. Damn, Chuck. I don't think that's outrageous. Really? Well, the funniest is that Mississippi State. I cannot wait till that week comes I mean, around. First time head coach. We're talking like they're just going to pick up where they left off. They're like a, a pretty a decent, decent to good Oregon team last year. They're just going to pick up where they left off with a new head coach. With a new running game, with I a like, new quarterback, with these like, with first year head coaches, first year head coaches are tough. Look at first year, right? I, I, I just, I, I'm just saying. I mean, like Kirby Smart in his first year as a head coach, right. like you just said, yeah. Damn, Paul. You I, think, I mean, like, I, I just don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. You know, out of this world to think that Georgia could could come out and and you know blow the doors off these guys. Oh my gosh! You know how much my liver and my heart will be thankful for that. I mean, if we go out there and blow doors while I'm in the stadium, just <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, thirty-five to seven. Oh, you see a thirty-five to seven there for Utah, Florida. 
Paul. Oh, from, we'll, talk, uh, we'll, we'll touch. We'll touch on Utah, Florida in just a second. Um, Chuck, I when I first saw it, that was my first reaction. Was damn, that's thirty-seven fourteen. I could see it though. I could. Jason's got some good points. I've got him covering. I'm not putting money on seventeen and a half though. I will Jason, not put are you, my are you worried dollars. about the running backs though? Are you worried about the running backs? Georgia's running backs? Yes. No. You're not at all. Oh. Oh, I wouldn't be for this game though. No. Okay. No. Average at best doesn't seem like he has any worry in the world. Is about Kendall this game. Milton going to be able to play? Oh, I believe so. Yes, he's, he's healthy enough right now. But, Paul, can you put up average at best comment? 20, 75 to 3? 75 to 3. I don't think you'll have any worries about this game, according to him. That's like a quadruple quality pick. Yeah, I mean, if you got 75 to 3. Uh, let's see here. Is this another Oregon fan or no? Oregon upgraded running back, receiver, D-line, and defensive back. They were decimated by injuries and transfers by Utah last year. The more you know about Oregon. Paul, you know what I, you know what that got me thinking? Utah beat the piss out of them twice. Sure did. And you're telling me Utah, I saw them play Ohio State and look soft in the trenches. I know Ohio State's good. Utah, I, I'm actually not buying Oregon up front against Georgia's D-line. I think rather quickly Georgia's D-line is going to be the aggressor because I know they're experienced, but they've gotten manhandled before. If if they do, if they do, then I feel very good about this season for Georgia. If like first quarter, two sacks for the dogs, I, I, will, I will feel very good. Like the ID gets in there, Ingram Dawkins gets in there for a sack, watch out. Because have you. we done our breakout players for the year yet, or did we ever – because I think Taryn Ingram Dawkins could be the breakout player of the year for Georgia. You can't take my pick. We you didn't talk about it. Yet. I feel like we you didn't did take it yet. How am I taking your pick? I picked him long time ago. Yeah. Hey, back we, never, we never did pick. So how did I take your pick? I, I picked him at the spring game. Did I not? We, 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 we never had to make picks, Paul. <sighs> I, I, I remember us doing uh, some breakout. Or, I think I did. We, we talked about guys, but I'm telling you this year, Darren yeah. of Dawkins. Like everybody has one right now. This year, can I ask you guys a question? Who's the biggest breakout freshman Saturday against Oregon? Oh, y'all know mine. Go ahead, Jason. Y'all know mine, Branson. Really? You really think so, huh? Wow. Malachi Starks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good fine. pick, Ben. That's fine. a good pick. Um, I, th- I think he might start. I think Starks could start. Now, which side of the ball? Safety. Oh, it's safety on defense. I don't okay. think he's. I, don't I think, think later on, offense? if they're desperate in like the next year or so, they might put him and let him get carries or some catches if they need to. I don't think they're going to do it this early. You're saying safety for this Saturday? Yeah. Defense. All right. If I can't take Starks, I will. T- oh man. I think there's only one other logical one you could get to. You I could go Mike Keller. You could go Dylan Bell. You go either one. Oh, Dylan Bell. Dylan Bell, because I'm going Michael Williams. <laughs> All right, you go Michael, then I'll go Dylan Bell. All right, fair enough. Nobody said Jalen Walker. Damn. I mean, if no. Dane was on here, we would have had our Jalen Walker. Yeah. yeah. So, Jason, how do you think Branson Robinson contributes? I mean, because you got one, two, three guys ahead of him right now. 
I don't look at it as a head. I look at it as they rotate these guys and then who gets going and who runs with power and who runs with that sense of urgency. And I think uh, I don't how know. Many, how I many of you the Arkansas yeah. game? Jason's clearly right. This turns into like the Arkansas game where they're just bludgeoning them every handoff. But I just think Oregon's linebackers. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about like a blowout where he's handed the ball off and it's 37 yeah. to 10 and nobody gives a shit. Right? I'm, I'm not, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking. Tempo said early, you start balancing with the run game, and you get Bob Branson. He starts churning out, making some plays, running over guys. I mean, wow, he's he's that kind of back. He's a Georgia back. He's he's a prototypical Georgia back. All right, Jason, please, please. Uh, I'm writing this down for posterity. So for next week, how many carries for Branson? I'll give them between. Uh, we'll go like give, eight to ten. I can, you, I can give you a range. So right, you want a range? Yeah, what well, you pick your range 10 to 12, 8 to 10. Which one? Yeah, I got eight to, 10. eight to 10. Okay. Oh, and then uh, so that's carries. And then how many yards? I'll give you a, a 10 yard range there. Oh man, eight to 10. 110. Come on, <laughs> I'll give you a 10 yard range. So, so you, you, you let me know. I'll go. It's interesting because he could pop one big run. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's that's part of it. I go, uh, oh. 50. A range of yards, or, or do you want me to to go? I go like fifty five to sixty five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Does he get a touchdown? Just as a sprinkle on top. Let's see. Uh, I, I go under. No. No touchdown. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saving this. Interesting That's, interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because I, I agree with when Eddie was looked a little bit confused by that pick. I was like, if you would have told me the season breakout freshman, I would have been like, I can fully justify it. This game, I, I don't no, know. The reason I, I compared it to the Arkansas game was, if it's like a similar game to that where Georgia's just running the ball a bunch and we know Georgia substitutes, okay. But I don't think it's going to be that game plan. Mm-hmm. Because against Arkansas, they threw the ball like eight times, even when the game was oh, yeah, just ran still a game. So like – that's what I was trying to say there. I think it's going to be Starks. I think Starks could get a pick in this game. Oh, let me go ahead and let me put that down. Malachi Starks interception in this game. Wow, we are going off. Uh, well, Paul, if you're taking Dylan Bell, what's Dylan Bell's stat line here? You guys Don't left. Me. Here's the thing. You guys all got to pick you your go guy. Three catches at least, or else that's just you're just being a pussy, Paul. I'm not. No. I'm not accepting that from you. Uh. Three, three catches, 25 yards for Dylan Bell. <laughs> How does that impact the game? Well, you, I mean, there's well, not like any, no impact. I told you you were going to take zero that impact. There's, yeah, but there's, I just, I just stuck my neck out there for, uh, yeah, you did. For, I just guaranteed a guy I had a good shot at starting as a freshman and getting a pick, and you're going to get what did, what did AD Mitchell get in week one last year? Three catches, yeah, four yards. Let's see, taking over the game. While, while we're looking at that, uh, Eddie, Michael Williams, what's his numbers looking like since that was your breakout guy? Two tackles for loss and one sack. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like that. See, Paul. Right now, yeah, we're What's realistic, is it not? Putting some numbers next. Yeah, putting some numbers next to our, our predictions. Hey, speaking of A.D. Mitchell, I know you guys were probably there and saw it. Is there a kid more joyous to be at the University of Georgia than A.D. Mitchell? You know, I mean, was, that interview made me so happy to watch him smiling and being happy to be at the University of Georgia. What a great kid. 
Yeah. Let me see here. Game one. Oh, game one against UAB last year for AD Mitchell. Two receptions, 42 yards. So I think I'm pretty damn close with my three catches for 25 for Dylan Bell. But that's gonna, not a big impact. Yeah, that's exactly no, right. That, that's it's nothing. not an impact. You you have to be somewhat bold. That was also that he he would have he didn't play against Clemson, did he? So no, he wait, wait, wait. Brock Bowers had an impact okay, against no, Clemson. Yeah, what were Brock Bowers' numbers? You didn't say his numbers because you trashed him, Paul. Yeah. I know what you tried to do there. You're yeah. not slick. You don't run stuff past me, Paul. Oh, man. You guys are good. You guys are good. I'm looking at these numbers. You're not getting away with this. Hey, uh, Trello, I appreciate you being in the chat as as an Oregon guy, and I think Frosty Mug as well, being an Oregon guy. I want you guys, though, to have this same energy come Saturday and come on the show with us, uh, and we will will talk. Brock Bowers had six catches for over 40 yards, and he almost had a touchdown catch. And I, I looked at and see at least six catches. The first play and was he led the team power, in receiving. Right? He led the, the team in play. receiving. So I could justify that one. But Dylan Bell, come on, Paul. What, what are you doing? <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. It's not fine. 20 it's yards. Fine. 25 yards. Leave me alone. Uh what about a touchdown? Does he get a touchdown? No touchdown. No. Then I, there's no impact. <laughs> I mean, what, are, what is that doing? That's doing nothing. That could be two first downs, Eddie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have a question. If it's a 20 point, if you say they're going to cover a 17 point spread in your prediction and he gets two, like 10 yard catches first downs, there's no impact on the game pretty much. Oh, you, no, my friend, you could be terribly wrong. It could be a third quarter. All This is what's called being bitch slapped. That's what's happening <laughs> right now. Look, man, I can't stick my neck out for a guy when you guys took all of, of my picks. I let you have my kill, Eddie. I literally let you have him. You let I me took, have him. I took Dylan. I took him. I think he's. I think he's gonna. I think he's three well, catches. More you should just switch to Jalen Walker at this point and say like five tackles, and I'll be like, that's more acceptable. No, no, uh, guys, it's been a great show. This is the last show of for the regular season. For the UGA Sports Collins Show, we're switching over to Saturday nights. It'll be myself and Roddy Nobolsi co-hosting. Uh, ben will be on there for a little while. Jason will be on there for a little while. Eddie will be on there for a little while. I'm sure calling us from the game. We're going to have tons of guys from UGA Sports dropping in, different knowledge bombs on us. First off, oh, here we go, boom, boom, Chuck, my man, Dylan Bell, three catches, 25 yards, one blocked punt. There you go, a blocked punt. You didn't, you didn't say a block punt. Chuck but, said but oh, now I you're going to put a block punt down? One block punt. I'm putting it down. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. There's your, there's your impact. Thank you. Chuck's <laughs> got my back. Uh, before we go, how, uh, real quick, guys. Cool sell. Always a cool dude. How many sacks will Bonex takes on Saturday? Three. Three? That's it, Eddie. Edward, that's three. Three's three. big. That's a, that's a pretty sizable game for Georgia's defense. I, I think that's a reasonable number. Yeah. I, I think two. I'll just take four, but I think three's reasonable. I'm going four. Okay. Good. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. More the better. <laughs> Had to go with me, Paul. Hmm. Interesting. How do you know? That's uh, that's what I have. That's what I have for you, Tristan. Appreciate it. it. Says great show, guys. As usual, have a great evening. You as well, Jeff. High top Motel Six forever. Damn right, damn <laughs> right, man. Damn right. Uh, 
Abraham cakewalk 41 7 Georgia oh, that's that's uh that's a little wild guys before you leave though if you could go ahead and like the video it helps us in the algorithms for other dogs fans to watch it and tune in with us and the post -game post -game reaction though, is going to be I got my belt back I got my belt back so there you go breaking news you got it back I got it back it was real look at you no no look at you uh guys POS show is going to be amazing. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. Bring your bourbon, bring your whiskey, bring your friends, family. We go for about three hours after every game. It's, we talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. We also talk about all the other crazy games that happen. Uh, and we, we, you know, we just keep it moving and we have a good time with it. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. This week's going to be tough for me. My wife is out of town all week. She cooks every night. She's Italian and she's left me with four frozen pizzas, and some leftover chicken Alfredo. I don't know what to do, Eddie. Uh, if I'm here Saturday. Do you have a toaster and toast? You can do that. I mean, come on. You can do that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, know if, I don't know if I've got any bread, Eddie. So uh, um, it's going to be You can't tough. even go to the store, Paul. Your back is still in that bad of shape. Oh, no, I can go to the store. <laughs> but what am I What am I going to do with the bread once I get it here? <laughs> toast it? I mean, come on. I don't hey, know. he just told you to toast it. What are you, Paul? This. I don't know what you've been smoking before this. the show. I know you probably smoked some good stuff. But come on, Paul. Hey, man, we'll get through some pants. We'll get through it, guys. I'm just letting you know it's going to be a tough week over here at the Meharry household. So just teas and peas in the chat, man, so I can get through it. Come on Saturday strong. Have a good, uh, you know, calorie in day. Or you got the money for DoorDash? Yeah, I got. Yeah, Ben. Dude, they've been upcharging like crazy. I don't. I don't even think it's worth it at this point. <laughs> and with, and with that guys we're gonna go ahead and end we're never uh, getting a sponsor from doordash we're never getting sponsored from doordash talking about getting upcharged damn uh <laughs> hey marshall appreciate you loving the show man uh oh mike says ramen noodles you can't roman there you noodles. Go. ramen ramen yeah r-a-m-e-n yeah, I could I could do some Raymond. It's gonna be tough, guys. It's gonna be a tough week. I'm telling yeah, you, if, if it's so difficult. If, I'm you telling might you, man. smell bees. It might be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, stick around. Don't leave, man. Let's get out of the show and we'll talk after. All right, guys. We appreciate you so much. Go ahead and like the video, uh, like the YouTube channel, mash that like button. What else am I missing, Ben? Anything? Nope. All right. We'll see you later.